it's time to take off on the Award Travel 101 podcast. Helping you maximize your travel rewards, no matter your destination or budget. Now here are your hosts, Award Travel 101 Community Managers, Angie Sparks and Joseph Petrovic, to help you do extraordinary things on ordinary money. And we're back for episode 26 of the Award Travel 101 podcast. My name's Joseph Petrovic, and I have a very special guest with me today. I have my wife and player two, Jessica Petrovic. Hello. We're going to talk about some news and enhanced offers. We're going to talk about some trip updates and some fun things that we have to look forward to. That's our normal format. Some of the bonuses that we've gotten or are working on. And then, of course, we're going to talk about our highlight feature, which was our trip to Andaz, Mayakopa. Some thoughts that you have of that because nobody has had an opportunity to hear you and your side of trips and travel, award travel. 101 wife and thoughts on the process that we go through every day here in the community. And so I want to talk a little bit about not only your experience with this particular trip, but your experience as a mom to a child with disabilities and feelings that you have one traveling that we can share what it might be like for others who sit in situations similar to ours. So Before we get started, I'm going to go into a couple of news and enhanced offers, which is on the Award Wallet blog. There are tips for managing your credit score. As you all know, if you want the best rewards, you're going to have to have a good score. And for you to have a good score, it's helpful to know what goes into it. There are five significant factors that go into a credit score from payment history, amounts owed on your cards, your credit mix, any new credit you have, your length of credit history. And there are some great tips within that that you can learn how to better your score on the Award Wallet blog. And I will share that particular post in the show notes for you to check out. Next, we have some tips for finding partner award availability and what is it and why should you care? There are different times when these things become available and a program, one program might be better than another. It might be better to book with Air Canada than it is to book with United because United might be more expensive than booking with Air Canada. But if you're looking for flexibility, maybe United is better than Air Canada. So there are a lot of tips for finding the the partner awards, what they are and why you want to find them. And then uh, how you can do that better. Uh, Again, on the Award Wallet blog, we'll share that link here in the show notes. And finally, uh, should the ink preferred be your preferred travel card? JT Genter at Award Wallet goes into why he uses that as his primary card. I don't know that I would personally, because uh, it is not something that, you know, would be perfect for everybody, but it may work for some. And there are some things to consider. Of course, that card does have a hundred thousand point welcome offer currently right now. So with a reduced spend. So that's something to definitely check out. Check out that post on the Award Wallet blog. And let's get into some trip updates. So Jesse, recently, while we were down in Mexico, I rebooked some flights. I booked rebooked flights for you. And I'm going to call our player for that's our daughter for a trip coming home from Florida, as well as flights for our son and me. 
We, we broke those fights and basically saved over 12,000 rapid reward points, which I know you're super excited about flying Southwest as always. But, you know, that's points that, you know, depending on the value could be worth upwards of $180 just by relooking and checking closer in. And it's a tip I think that a lot of people should be aware of. We've talked about this in past podcast episodes is gardening your reservations. And, you know, it's something that people can do to not only save their cash, but their miles and points that they work hard to get. And of course, I also rebooked, uh, not re- really rebooked, but I booked a second flight for us coming home from Las Vegas, just in case that that Southwest flight doesn't really sit well with us or if we need to move. American miles, 19,000 American miles booked both of us. And because of my status, I would anticipate that we will get upgraded for both the flights, which will be connecting through Dallas and coming home. So tell us a little bit about a trip you have coming up that goes kind of coincides with that. The trip with LA and me, we're going to Florida for our first mother-daughter trip together summer trip together. And we're going to the same place that we, we, spent, we spend a lot of time there as a family, Indian Shores, and we love it there. So it's just a few nights to get away. She and I have never done this before, so we're both excited to go and do that. And, you know, Joe let Noah pick where he wanted to go with, you know, for the boys' trip, and Noah was adamant that you know, Las Vegas was it. So that's where they're going. Kind of weird. I'm not really sure what the appeal was. We went there once back, what, 2021, and it was kind of a tough trip during the pandemic. Yeah. And there, you know, a lot of things were closed and, you know, we certainly didn't do the typical Las Vegas trip, you know, having two kids there. I mean, we had a lot of fun. There was a lot of stuff to do for them, but I'm a little surprised by his choice too, but he'll, you know, he'll have fun. You know, I love that you have multiple flights home, depending on, (laughs) it gives us options, which is nice. We'll talk a little bit about the bonuses real quick because uh, we don't have a lot of news in this area. And recently you applied for a Hilton Surpass and got that card. That card just arrived in the mail as we arrived home from Mexico. And what plans do you have to knock out that spend? Oh, I've got lots of plans. <laughs> I go back to school in like three weeks. So I'm sure, you know, I do my yearly shopping trip with my sister. I'm sure I can find some things to, to spend. Oh, <laughs> no problem. And I'm probably looking to get one more card and uh, maybe two. I don't know. There's some cards that are certainly appealing. We talked last week. Uh, that the American Airlines executive card, which is the card that has lounge access, has a new 100,000 mile bonus offer that is now available to anyone who's applying for it. It is, of course, more expensive than it was uh, last week, but now it does come with more American miles. And that might be interesting along with that increased, not so much increased, reduced spend, but 100,000 point ink preferred offer. So there are a couple of things that I can use those for. And of course, we always get great value with our American miles and chase ultimate rewards. So let's talk a little bit about those chase ultimate rewards, because we use those to book a trip to 
the Andaz Maya Coba in the Riviera Maya in Mexico. And it was a, an intended family vacation that was originally supposed to occur over spring break, but we had to reposition it to the summertime to accommodate passports that we hadn't really applied for. Our kids' passports expired in 2021. Of course, the pandemic slowed the process for how we were traveling and what we were doing and the types of things we were uh, attempting to do. So I let those passports lapse and didn't do anything about it. Of course, there are some reasons we also were concerned about global entry, TSA pre-check, and a couple of things along those lines that we're concerned about. So we pushed this trip back a few months into July. We recently just got back. And let's start with a few of the things. And I want you to kind of tell people a little bit about yourself and uh, so that people can kind of have a understanding. You're not really super into travel rewards, into miles and points and things like that. But you have a background as an educator. You have background in special need, working with kids with special needs and some of the things you do as a mom with a son with special needs. Yeah, so I'm, I've been in education for 15 years at the middle school level, and I'm an intervention specialist. So, you know, it's nice to have the summers off. Well, you know, to be home with the kids and, and do some traveling. And we have a son, Noah, who is autistic and struggles with lots of different things, a lot of different day-to-day functioning. He has a lot of rigid thinking, and it's hard for him to... He doesn't like surprises. Um, he likes things to be kind of planned out. Things that are unexpected are is hard. That's hard for him to deal with. So and then I think, you know, traveling with younger kids is... You know, I think about the way we traveled when, you know, 10 years ago when the kids were, or not eight years ago when the kids were younger, when we first started traveling versus now. And, and it's, things are different now, you know, I, and they're, they're teenager, pre- preteen, and they have different interests and they've got friends at home. You know, our daughter doesn't want to leave for as long as she used to, you know, when, when they were younger, that she, they were fine with staying, you know, two weeks at the beach. And now it's like, oh, no, I want to get home to my friends or I'm going to go home and see my pet or, you know, she's really close with her cousin. So that it's changed a lot in the last, I think, in the last few years for us as a family. I was just going to say, so how do you think some of these perks of what we've done? And let's start with like entering the airport. We, we used a, a ton of different perks to get into the airport, whether it's like TSA pre-check, whether it's clear whether it's, you know, lounge access and things like that, are these things that you you believe would be helpful to families like us that have kids with special needs and, and have different types of requirements going into, you know, an experience that might be startling for them? Yeah, I mean, like I, every, first, first of all, like every, every family is unique and every kid has, you know, their own, unique challenges and struggles and things that work for them. Things that work for one kid might not work for an, another uh, child with a, a different kind of disability or a different kind of struggle. So, you know, for us, it's, it's, it's so nice for Noah to have that, ex- that expectation 
walking into the airport and kind of knowing what what's going to be what's going to be happening like the the short lines for with Kruger, the short lines with TSA pre-check are like kind of lifesavers for us you know those long lines are so they just are, give him so much anxiety waiting in those long lines and the crowds are tough for him so being able to walk right up to TSA pre-check line and maybe have a couple people in front of us if that it's just nice to it's it's just nice to kind of fly through it and and everyone I think that we've encountered pretty much it, it, you know at, at our home airport and pretty much any airport like they've just been very understanding and they're they're accommodating you know I think they've been very accommodating so that's it's nice to have that I mean threading in the line taking the shoes off emptying electronics out of the 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 bags and stuff like that's just hard for 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 us as a family yeah i think he definitely looks forward to and and again because he so much into his food and things like that he loves going out to eat at restaurants having a, a priority pass restaurant right in our home airport it's one of the reasons i've had a hard time letting go of the chase sapphire reserve which a lot of people don't think is super valuable but for our family i mean you know, this was a, a thing we were able to not only have breakfast, but take some water and drinks or, you know, some things to go. And it often returns, you know, at $20, $28 per person, 80 90 it can do up to $112 for our family of four. So kind of a nice little, you know, fun thing, that exciting thing to look forward to once we get through that security process. Yeah, it's a place to just kind of chill before we get on before we get on the plane like it's just kind of get our own corner table that we at this point we kind of know the waitress pretty well and she knows us and it's just a nice familiar place for us to go once we're at the airport and kind of getting ready to board yes so let's talk about the flights because the flights we'd originally booked over we had booked on united mileage plus miles we had 70,000 United miles booked for our flight over, which covered $810 tickets. And I eventually decided that it wasn't, it didn't make a lot of sense to keep those mileage awards because I couldn't upgrade them. And there are some things with status. And when you start looking at plus points or upgrade instruments, one of the things we've talked about in the past is trying to make things as comfortable as possible for Noah. So talk about the process of you getting him on the plane and what some things you're thinking about as you're you're getting him prepped to fly because flying is not hard for him he he does very well with flying yeah he likes you know he likes flying it's just the you know i just think it's the crowd a lot of times it's the crowds just the winding the anticipation of it really kind of amps up his anxiety and he you know i just Kind of, he needs to be kind of focused on something else. So it's like me kind of constantly engaging with him and different kinds of conversations that to kind of keep his mind off the fact that like we got to wait, you know, wait to be called. But it's always nice though to be called early onto a plate. Like we usually get on um, pretty early. We board pretty early is what I'm trying to say. So that's always nice. I mean, he likes sitting in the front. So that's, you know. That's always a plus when we get to do that. After that, he sits on the window, looks out the window, plays some games on his phone, and he's usually pretty good for a while. 
Yeah. So this particular time I looked at it and said, you know, I want to give us the, the best chance possible to end up with first class awards. And in, in sense, they had to become cash tickets in order to become first class awards because you can't use plus points as a United 1K to do that. I only had four 40 plus points, which was enough for two upgrades. And effectively, this is a flight that was nonstop from Cleveland to Cancun. And with that, it's considered a domestic flight as far as they, how they view it. But that meant that I could get a complimentary premiere upgrade uh, for my daughter and me if there were seats available. And I wanted to first make sure that uh, Jesse and Noah first had the upgrades. So they were number one and two on the list on my uh, reservation, which I'd split because uh, they still carried my 1K status along with those plus points. And then uh, eventually about 36 hours prior to our flight leaving, all four of us were upgraded at the exact same time. So we all ended up, this doesn't always happen this way. And people, a lot of people say, well, how did you do that? Well, I, I watched using expert mode to see like how many seats were available. Was there any PZ space? That's the upgrade space that becomes available at some points and it didn't become available at this point ever. But I did make sure that you and Noah were in the number one and two position. And there were 10 seats available as we were going into that flight. So I felt fairly confident that the, all four of us would end up getting the upgrade. So let's talk about that. We get past the flight. We end up getting there. We manage everything. We arrive into Cancun. First time international trip for the four of us as a family. Going through passport control, how was it? You know, you get out. It's a pretty busy place, but it was quick. I mean, I thought it was quick. Lots of people working, so we kind of flew through. I thought, you know, I mean, quick and painless. I think. Was it surprising that that you think that we made it through so easily, or did you, did you expect any kind of meltdowns or or what? No, no, no. I always. Ex I mean, I feel like I'm on constant like alert when we travel. So, I mean, I always am kind of in constant, like, expect, I'm like constantly just on it, kind of on edge until like, I always tell Joe, I'm like, I'll, I'll kind of finally relax when we get to the hotel or when we get to the resort or whatever it is. Like when we get in there and like, we're, we're there for a second, I feel like then I can finally breathe, you know, just the, there and back is just it's just a stressful part of it. I mean, and and honestly, I'm probably more I'm kind of an anxious person, so I bring some of it on myself. But I just, you know, as a mom, you're always trying to give your kid the best experience and make sure that everything goes smoothly for both your kids. You know, so we put push. We pushed through all of the people pedaling and trying to get us to sign up for their taxis. We had yeah. USA transfers set up ahead of time based on many members suggesting that. What do you think of the experience of USA transfers to the resort? No, it was great. I comfortable ride. It was great. I mean, no complaints. Nice and easy there. So we arrived at the Mayakova property. And as you're first arriving at the resort, you see that were there. And of course, we made a grocery stop. We paid a little extra to pick up some groceries along the way. So they they did stop at a grocery store, um, probably about 10, 15 minutes out from mm -hmm. the resort. What were you thinking pulling up into there? 
It, was it something that you said, oh, this looks like it's going to be amazing? Or, or were you, did you have other worries going into that? Um, no, I, I thought, you know, I, I was excited. Like, I have never, I have never gone. I've never been to Mexico and I've never, I had never really gone to a resort like that before. So I was just, I was excited. I, I it was fun. It was cool. So we used 155,000 Hyatt points, which came from Chase Ultimate Rewards. We used those combined from six nights of off-peak at 21,000 points per night and one peak night at 29,000 points per night to cover the stay, which as of a few days out, probably could have booked been booked just slightly under $3,000. It was about 2800 bucks was the best rate that I saw. But we also used one of my status awards for milestone benefits that you earn at 50 nights and, and again at 60 nights when you become a full-fledged globalist that you get these sweet upgrade awards. And that's something that you can use to apply up to an entire week long worth of stay. We picked one week, not because I particularly wanted to stay one week, but because the nonstop flight back and forth were uh, a week apart and the only non-stops from Cleveland to Cancun and back occurred on Saturdays. And so we ended up staying those seven full nights. We used a one suite upgrade award, which covers seven full nights. And we were upgraded to a standard suite, which was a choice of a lagoon or ocean view. You like being on the beach. So I said, let's go down to the beach. But there were a couple of things you were worried about being down on the beach. And from some of the things we'd heard and we, we were kind of measuring out the map distance and how far it was from there to the restaurant. And as the globalist, I get free breakfast, but the breakfast is back by the lagoon. So was it easy to get back and forth? Well, yeah, it was great. You know, like, you know, obviously we're going to Mexico in July, so it's it's pretty hot, right? So, yeah, the, the golf carts, you know, taking us everywhere we needed to go. That was awesome. It's a big property. so. Going back and forth to breakfast. I mean, it was it was fun. It was fun to be able to do that for the kids to hop on. And I don't think we ever waited too long ever to get golf cart to head anywhere that we were going. So that was cool. So yeah, I was like, you know, you're looking at the map, and when we when we got there, we decided to upgrade to the oceanfront. Yeah. So we went from an ocean view, which would have been kind of behind the oceanfront properties or at the, at the best case scenario would have been behind the pool with a view of the ocean, perhaps. And that was offered to us as globalists for $200 per night. And after all tax and fees, it's probably uh, more along the lines of $250 uh, per night. And we did choose to upgrade it because that was something you, pref- you said, I prefer to be able to walk right out onto the beach. But it also came with butler service. And I've had some folks in the community ask, what exactly is that? And is it worth it? You know, I like I liked being right on the beach, walking right outside our bedroom door onto the sand. I, I love that. So that was cool. That was cool for me. I, I, I like just, that's I like looking outside, looking at the ocean. Um, our butler, Issa, was amazing. I, we, Loved her. She checked in with us a couple times a day, was just the sweetest. She always had a smile on her face. She was just, I, I, she was sweet for the, to the kids, you know. And at first, I kind of thought the same thing. I was like, what do we, what is this for? 
And, you know, like, I, I, you know, you knew more about the property than I did going into it just from like things that you had heard from other people and, you know, the little bit of research that you had done on it. But it's like having someone there to manage everything for you, like, hey, you got to book these in advance, but, and I can do that for you, but you had, you just show up to like, you just show up to this. You don't need a reservation for that. Or, you know, like when we had the the housekeeping services come into our room, like there was a little bit of a language barrier there. So our um, Isa, our butler was able to kind of get really specific with some of the things that, you know, we had asked in regards to some of Noah's space in our in our suite. So it just, she was, she was just, she was awesome. I mean, she scheduled dinners for us and made reservations. When our daughter wanted to go for a ride, like a be towed on like a jet ski or whatever next door, she arranged that. You know, Joe went on, the, when he went on the tour throughout the whole property, the Mayakova property, that was, she arranged that. And it was just, I mean, she was just, I thought she was awesome. Yeah, so the butler service, and I don't know that I fully understand it. It's something that's new to me as well. Though I've never really had that experience, so to speak. But the basically, she took care of anything that we needed done. And rather than making us have to do it, we just say, hey, Ethan, this is what we'd like to do. Can you get us into this? And she would set that up. Or, hey, housekeeping, it's, it's really problematic for our son. He doesn't like people touching our stuff. So can we arrange that when we leave? Can we notify you? And and then you set that up so that uh, you can set the housekeeping to come in while we're away and, and get things arranged in such a way that, you know, it kind of made the best experience possible for us. And is it worth it for everybody? I don't know if it is. I mean, our suite wasn't any different than what it would have been had we had the lesser expensive suite. It was just we were closer to the beach, closer to the ocean the exact same yeah. suite we would have had otherwise. So that's kind of a personal preference and you have to decide, you know, one by one, is it going to be worth it? We had such an empty resort that, you know, for us, we just said we want to be on the beach. We want to have that view where we walk out. And we weren't even expecting the butler service. That was a little something extra that came with that upgrade. So, you know, we chose that. Is it mm-hmm. going to be worth it for everybody? I would say that's, uh, you know, a personal preference there, but. And I imagine like, I, I like ESO is exceptional. So like, I don't, you never know what you're going to, you know, you don't like it. There's, I'm sure there's different people there who take care of different suites or whatever. So she, she just happened. She was amazing. So she was great with the kids. And yeah, I, I, I can't say enough. Good. And yeah, she did great. Yeah. And, and there were, they have an entire uh, calendar for, different, probably a half a dozen or so activities that are occurring every single day for some for adults and some for kids. They have a kids club for kids 12 and under. Um, But there are some things that we have to, you know, when we're paying for things, we have to watch out for. So they're, you know, that everything's in pesos. So you have to figure out like, what's the translation to US dollars? How much is this going to cost? And then the weather during this time of year, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty hot and stuffy Mm -hmm. and, and it didn't really bother me too much, but that doesn't mean it's the best for everybody else. And we've had a couple of people ask like, how was it? Because they said, man, that seems really cheap. You know, 
It was 155,000 points for seven nights at a beautiful ocean resort. Was Would you recommend people go in the middle of July? Yeah, it was, I mean, unless you're someone who loves, I mean, you like the heat. You, I like the heat, and that was hot for me, you know, like, and our son, you know, he has some medical issues, so he struggles with being in the heat too long as well. I was really looking forward to that plunge pool on our on our deck, and it was it was not it was a hot tub, like it was a full like with jets on hot water coming as so like you go outside and it's like you know it feels like over a hundred degrees, and then you step into the hot tub and you're like, whoa, this is really hot <laughs> and that was a, a real bit of I was looking I wanted that plunge pool to be a little bit cooler and 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 the day that we think that it may have had some like issues going on with it, like we thought like maybe, ooh, like did we do something? Is it broken? Because the jets weren't working. The water level was down a little bit. It was so nice and cool for like 24 hours. And we were like, ah, oh, this is awesome. And then they fixed it and it became a hot tub again. So I don't know what happened there. Yeah. And for anybody looking to get back and forth, and again, you have to be aware of the weather and, and how it's going to impact your particular visit and your family's visit. They do have free bikes that you can pick up anywhere on property. You see one sitting around, you jump on it, and it's five to seven minute brisk ride back and forth from anywhere to the beach all the way back. They have golf carts that will are running regularly between there. So otherwise, it's a good solid 20, I'd say 20, 25 minute walk. It is a, a pretty hefty distance between the two properties. There is a, a lagoon side pool, which is very gorgeous. Then there's the beach side pool. So there are pools on both sides of the property. This Mayakoba property is part of, there are four different resorts on this. And you have Rosewood, yeah. Fairmont, and what was the other one? Banyan Tree. Banyan Tree along with Andaz. So there are the four different resorts all occupying this. I believe it's like 1,600 square acres of property of, what are those, the lagoons? I forgot what it is. What is, what am I trying to say? What is that stuff? I'm not sure. What? That stuff. The mangroves? Yeah, the mangroves. There we go. Oh, yeah. 1,600. So we're talking about 1,600 square acres, built-in mangroves, built-in, like almost like a rainforesty type of background. So it was really kind of cool. and Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. I guess my question to you is, should families consider this resort? Yeah, I I feel like they, I thought it was awesome. I mean, it really, it was beautiful, clean. You know, like I said, we there we went on that eco tour, the, the boat tour. That was another thing that ESA set up for us. We were like, hey, would you, you know, is there a possibility that we can do a private tour? And can we do it? Early, very early in the morning. So she set that up for us. She set up a private tour at 8 a.m., even though they most days I think they started at 9. So again, that was awesome that she was able to do that. There, the with the kids place. I mean, our daughter kind of, I think she had something every day that she went to, like some art class, painting. She made a like a hat. She learned all these like different how to make different bracelets and and she she had a lot of fun there and yeah i think it's a great place for families you know the beach again we're there in july so the beach wasn't crowded the water was beautiful pretty warm the pool was very warm 
I mean, the service was excellent. The food was excellent. And of course, it's a resort pricing. So whereas you, you can, it's not like going to the Maldives where you, you, you are stuck there with that resort pricing. You can always go rent a car or, or get transportation off and, and ride four miles down the road to Walmart and pick up you know, some snacks or things if you're looking to do something like this. Because if you're price sensitive, <laughs> you're going to find out real quick that everything's pretty pricey here. I mean, you can't get away from uh, dinner or lunch without a $200 meal. Of course, we had globalist breakfast, which what did you think of that? Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. That, you know, that was just, there was so much there. I mean, that was, I think the kids looked forward to that too. Like they just, the breakfast was delicious. The woman on the first day there made Joe some quesadillas that, that were like, you know, Joe just kind of went up to her and he was like, make your favorite, your favorite quesadilla, you know, like give me your signature, you know, something that you would make. And she made him these two. And I literally like, it was like a vegetarian dish. So like I, I took a bite of it and I was like, oh my gosh, it was so delicious. We were both talking about him. So like the next morning she wasn't she wasn't working that station like that particular woman she wasn't there so later on in the week joe was just kind of where was the guy that you spoke to him he was at the kids place yes yeah, so so this is what was so interesting about that and this is when it comes to exceptional service and this is one of those points you know we we talked about how isa or butler how she made that experience a lot better for us because i think had we had to set all these things up the way that most people would normally have to do it, it would have been a little bit more of a struggle. But this gentleman working in the kids club, and I don't know if he's a, one of the managers of the property or or just the manager of the kids club, he was asking me how our stay was and how everything was going so far. And I said, you know, it's really good. The food is great. And he said, like, is there anything we could make better? And that's like, this guy's working in a kids club. What's he going to do to make it better? And I said, oh, you know, there's this thing at breakfast that we had our first day there. And this cook, she worked Sunday morning and, and she made these awesome, it, it's like a, it's a fungus. It's a fungus that grows in the corn when the moisture gets in the corn that they cook. Yeah. I can't remember what the name of it is. I'll, I'll have to see if I can find that again. They were called, I mean, they were kind of like, they were calling it black corn to us, like just to like simplify it but, for us. Cause we were like, what is this? But yeah, it, it was like, we looked it up and it was like when like water gets inside the corn husk or something. But and it was, it was so this really good. special thing. And yeah. I, he said, I said, if I could get those again, and my wife really liked those and they were really good. And what happened to you later the next, that next day? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the next day when you were all like, you certainly were in the ocean and I was just sitting reading on the beach and that, that woman, the, the, the chef who made them. And I, I would assume a manager, I don't know who it was. They kind of came up to me and they were like, oh, Mrs. Petrovic, you know, here that, you know, you really enjoyed those quesadillas that I made on Sunday. And I was like, oh, yeah. She's like, do you remember me? And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember you. So they just like made it a point to come up and she gave me her card, her cell number. And said, like, hey, I'm going to tell. She's like, I'm not going to be there the rest of the week. But because she's like, she was like a caterer or something she worked like catering and so she's like but i'm gonna tell i'm gonna you know tell tomorrow people up tomorrow at the breakfast 
how to make it, how, you know, and it'll be there for you if you'd like it. And I was like, oh, I was, I thought that was awesome. Like I was blown away by that. I thought that was, you know, that was amazing. So of course, the next morning we get there and as soon as we walk in, they're like, hey, we're, they have, they're ready. They're going to make those quesadillas for you guys. And I was like, oh my gosh. So like I had two, Joe had two, our daughter ended up loving them so much. She had two of them. And we literally every morning from that, like the rest of the week, they were like, oh, you're having those quesadillas. And we were like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Like make them for us. It was awesome. It was kind of cool to have them, you know, do something that says, hey, how can we make it better? How can we do something different than, you know, to make this even better experience? And it wasn't even like somebody at the restaurant. It was somebody at the kids club. And he said anything. Just let us know anything, how we can do, you know, to make it better for you. And I'd say that was an exceptional site of service to know that you said something in there and they called around to make it happen. And then they looked. For us too. Well, and I feel like that that phrase was very that was a question that I had heard from more than one person on at that place. Like, what can we do to make this better for you? Like, uh, you know, Issa would ask that. Like, what can we do to make this better for your family? What can we do to make this better for your son? What can we do? Like the one day I said something about him like loving the gummy bears in the room, and they like literally the next hour. Our room was like packed with those gummy bears. So it was like, it was cool. Like I just thought everything was very, was a really personal touch for everything. And it was, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Andaz, for those of you who are newer to Hyatt, Andaz has a little unique feature is that they have everything in their snacks and refrigerator are complimentary that are not alcohol or booze. So if you have gummy bears, peanuts, chips, anything like that, water, pop, that's all complimentary to anything, anybody who stays at Andaz. And you can take advantage of that little perk to satisfy those little cravings. And of course, he did like those gummies and they made sure they stocked up on that. I'm going to skip the, the flight home and all of that, but I want to talk a little bit about the arrival back in Cleveland because we had a little bit of drama there. And of course, the drama stems from the fact that we used two platinum credits to get our kids global entry. Of course, our daughter's cleared a lot quicker. Her initial approval, it's not a final approval. It's just your, your preliminary approval for your interview. They were both approved, our daughter, well before we left. And then our son, just two days before we were scheduled to arrive home, they were approved for their global entry interviews. We get into there, again, we used plus points. We had plus points to upgrade us to first class. So we get to customs in Cleveland, and then they tell us we have to take a seat and wait for the whole plane to deplane. We do the interview, get through all of that. And then we encounter something that's so weird. I've never seen this anywhere else. But of course, Cleveland's got to be different. What did you think of that? Yeah, that was that was a long day. That travel home, you know, like I think, and we we can I can kind of talk about it now. Like as beautiful as this place was, like I, I Joe and I talk a lot about like you know when we travel. I really am looking for a vacation and not just a trip that we go on. So. You know, I'm always looking for like, what's the most relaxing thing that we can do, least stress. And so this is our first time taking the kids out of the country and coming back. 
into the country. It was it was a long day, and it it was just made longer by the Cleveland reentry process. Like we waited in, like we did. We went through customs, right? We waited. We did the interview, so we were kind of last in line, and then they made us go through security again. And so, get this, yes. Yeah, so, so most airports, you you get your stuff. If you land in New York City, you get your stuff. You go through customs. They clear you. You leave the airport. You go home. Not in Cleveland. In Cleveland, you have to go back into the airport because you're effectively let out on the tarmac. They have to re-clear you into the airport. And of course, we have TSA pre-check, but they don't validate TSA pre-check. So you have to do everything the old school way. So that means I had to take out all the cell phones, all the tablets, all the computers and Chromebooks. We had to take off our shoes and just do this goofy process that... Well, and on top of that, like because we were like... We waited to be last so we could do the interview. Then, you know, we go, we go like through this maze. We go upstairs to see like, okay, we got to go through security again. Then we had like literally just started people through like we weren't ready. They just didn't have the workers there. Like they weren't ready for us. So it was a really long process. I f- it felt long to me. You know, maybe when it was all said and done, it wasn't horrible. But I was just like at that point in that, like we're all just ready to go home. Like we're, we're just... The kids are kind of done. You know, we had a we had a good time, but, you know, we were ready to be home. So it was just not the easiest day. <laughs> no, that was definitely a process. And so note to self, if you travel internationally and there's a in one other international flight from Dublin coming into Cleveland. So it could be a spot for you. But just know that if you're uh, planning to stop in Cleveland, you're going to have to re-clear into the airport to exit the airport. So it's not, they're not together with everything that they have together, which they weren't. We should have been able to finish those global entry interviews and go right through security. And there was this long line of 150 people waiting to start. And then they start their, you know, TSA bark. It just, it was kind of annoying. So that was our trip to Andaz Mayakoba. Jesse, any other thoughts? Oh, you know, I was, I kind of started to say it before and I just, you know, we're always looking for a place, you know, as much as it's fun to experience new things and the kids enjoy experiencing new things. I think a week there was probably a little bit too long. Like we could have cut it a little bit shorter and, you know, I, you know, coming back in Cleveland airport was crazy, but it was, it was a good trip overall. I don't know that, you know, I think some of the things that we experienced were super special and, you know, you can't get in other places, you know, like we're, we're kind of used to when we go to the ocean, a lot of times we'll go to, you know, Gulf Shores, like the Tampa area, Indian Shores, where we like to go. And that's kind of like familiar for our family. But I think the bottom line is, is that you have to do what works for you and your family. And I think Noah needs that. So a little bit of familiarity with his uh, routine and this was a little bit out of his routine so it kind of just threw him off and threw me off a little bit I'm also like I like to be able to get in my car and go somewhere so that was another thing that I'm like oh I, I like I like that freedom of hopping in my car and driving through a town or something so that was a little different for me 
you know, we kind of get cars wherever we go <laughs> most of the time. So, but it was, it was a great trip. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we experienced it, but you know, and there were some amazing parts and then there were some tough moments. And that's going to be the case with any trip, of course. But, you know, this one's one again, you know, looking back, Las Vegas was a tough trip too. And now here it is two years later, he's looking at it and say, this is one of his favorite locations of all places and wants <laughs> to go back. He wants to go back. So maybe, you know, in a few years, it'll be something he looks at and says, you know, I really liked Andas Mayakoba and wants to go back. I think we had a great trip overall. It was a good first experience to kind of get a feel for what it's like to leave the country. It's a good experience for us to kind of feel like what the process is going to be like in the future if we were to look at international trips as a family and how to expect that to move forward. So with that, I'm going to jump into the tip of the week. And this is something that seems like many people have been surprised about. I thought it was kind of a more common tip in the Award Travel 101 community, but our admin, Allison Caraway, talked about her trip to Belize and using British Airways points to Avios points to book American Airlines flights down there and how she was finding award availability. I've been finding a lot of Avios availability as well lately. I think we're starting to get in the clear for people over traveling. I think the airlines may be starting to slow down even in this summer travel. If you've got a trip you're looking to take soon, check the Avios booking site and that's British Airways Executive Club. You may find that you can book your awards with your flexible point currencies, save a lot of uh, points, or you know be able to use something rather than digging into American miles if you don't have those. So definitely check out that post. We'll include a link into the show notes for that. And as always, you can find us in the Award Travel 101 community. We are 97,000 plus members strong. You want to jump into some more intermediate and advanced strategies, you can check out Award Travel 201 uh, with members who really enjoy digging into the weeds, looking for outsized value. And if you want to book time with our team to discuss how to better your earning and burning strategies, of course, check out our Award Travel one-on-one -on -one consulting service. You can reach out to us on an email at contactawardtravel at gmail.com. And if learning in person is more your style, you can always attend one of our meetups. Our next meetup in Minneapolis is currently sold out and you can put yourself on a waiting list. But we will be having more news very soon about our next meetup in 2024 towards the end of April. And we'll be sharing that quite soon. So if you feel like supporting the Award Travel 101 community, check out this link in the post when applying for your next card. And thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jesse, for joining me here this evening. Thanks. Safe travels, everyone. Bye.